Welcome to the How Fitting Podcast, where you'll hear from independent fashion designers and entrepreneurs about how they grow their business, making clothes that fit their customer and values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes. Today, I'm joined by Bria Evans of 3125 The Label. So welcome to the show, Bria. Thank you. Yeah. For those listening who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so um, like Allison said, my name is Bria Evans, and I'm the owner of 3125 The Label, which is a women's wear brand. Um, Everything is made to order and handmade right here in Beaumont, Texas, um, out of my little studio. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I've been designing since I was 10, sewing since I was probably... 21 maybe I didn't start sewing till I got to college (laughs) yeah and um so yeah and then I've been in business since 2017 but recently relaunched in 2020 so there's so much I want to ask about I know (laughs) so you mentioned kind of you've been designing for a long time and then you didn't start sewing through college so like did you go to school for fashion Yes, I went to the Art Institute um, from 2013 to 2016. Um, I actually started at LSU because I was like, I want to do something serious. And so I went to school for pre-veterinarian studies. Oh, wow. Very different from fashion. (laughs) And so after a year, so I was there from 2012 to 2013. After a year, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school for fashion design. And so that's how I ended up at the Art Institute in Dallas. Nice. So what made you uh, like initially start in, in, you know, pre-veterinary and then kind of after that, what made you finally decide like, no, I really want to do fashion. Cause those are like very different career paths. Yes, very different, very different. Well, I love animals. Um, I was always the child, like asking my parents to bring home the strays off the street. <laughs> and um, my sisters were 18 months apart. And so she was already in school and she was going to school for um, business, I think. Um, And so I was like, I want to do something serious that, you know, whenever I graduate from college, I'll be able to go right into my field. I won't have to, you know, like struggle really any. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's how I ended up landing on preventer. So I was like, I love animals. I would love to learn more about them. I would love to be able to work with them every day. And my parents were like, Bria, you've been wanting to do fashion since you were 10. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, before I even started at LSU, I had changed my major to fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, And their program is very different than what I needed. Like I said, I didn't start sewing until I got to college. And a part of that is because of where I'm from. Uh, We just really didn't have a lot of those like classes that I could take and like learn the craft of sewing and things like that. And so Mm -hmm. um, the program was more textile based um, for the first two years. And so I was like, well, I want to be more hands-on. And so I looked into a few different programs and that's how I ended up at the Art Institute. So. Yeah. And that's so awesome that like your parents, it sounds like they're very supportive of your oh, like decision to go into fashion, which is yeah. huge. Cause I know <laughs> like, even when I was trying to decide, like, you know, what am I going to go, go to school for? And like fashion just seemed like, you know, trying to go, go into acting or something, right? You either make it big or you're like a broke starving artist. Yeah. And and, well, I mean, in some ways that's true. Like there are plenty of jobs in fashion that I think a lot of people don't realize that like Mm -hmm. you can definitely make a living in fashion, but it has that connotation. So that's amazing that your parents were like supportive of like, no, do what you're passionate about. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, what, what were some of um, the, like, how, how was school and like learning? And then how did that kind of like be turn into, you know, I want to get to like, how did you start your business then? Yeah. Um, so I, it actually came really natural to me. Um, they started us all. They told us the first day they were like, look, we don't care how long you've been sewing. Everybody's a beginner. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We're going to teach you the proper construction techniques and pattern making techniques. And so um, 
the program was very rigorous. I was in school literally year round. Um, we had like three week summer breaks and three week winter breaks. And then mm -hmm. other than that, it was like a week off between each quarter. So I was in school um, for year round from 2013, 2016. And it was, I mean, it was amazing. I got to learn so many things. I got to meet a lot of people, friends that I'm still friends with now. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got to make a lot of connections as well um, in the industry in Dallas. And um, so, I mean, it was an amazing experience. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> whenever I graduated, I did not get a job in the industry. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up moving back home. My mom, she had just opened a restaurant. And so I was like, okay, I'll, you know, take a year off. You know, I've been in school year round. This will be a nice breather for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I ended up helping her out. And um, they actually had a few girls, I had a few girls approach me about doing custom prom dresses because at the time that's, you know, what was really popular. Everybody wanted a custom prom dress. And so mm -hmm. um, it was a family friend. She was like, would you mind, um, you know, making my dress for me? And I was like, you know, no, not at all. And so um, I did it and I actually really enjoyed it. And it's so funny because for the longest I was like, I will never do evening wear. I'm <laughs> staying away from like anything dealing with like special occasion. And, um, and why, was, why was that? Oh, I just, it's just so much work. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's very tedious. Uh, all the hand work that goes into it, hand sewing, the beading, all of that. But the final product was just amazing. And I was like, okay, I, I'm actually kind of good at this. Maybe I'll just stick with this, you know, until, you know, the next door opens for me. And so that's really how I ended up launching um, in 2017 with my first business um, name, which was Dignified Women's Apparel. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's how I ended up coming to launching my business. Cool. Yeah, that's such a fun story. And yeah, I was I was curious, like, kind of what you said of uh, initially, you wanted to go into a career that you could get a job right away, right after school. <laughs> and then so that, you know, it's unfortunate that you weren't able to, but it sounds like in the long run, it's like work out and giving you kind of, you know, the brand that you would like. Yeah, um, absolutely. So cool. So did you stay in formal wear? Like I looked at your website a little bit. It doesn't seem like there's a no. lot on there. So kind of what happened from there? No, I was, I mean, I never really wanted to do formal wear, but it was, you know, I was like, I'll do it for the time being, you know, it'll help me, you know, build my clientele a little bit. Um, I was doing not just formal wear, but just also just ready to wear for um, women or everyday clothing, I should say. Um, you know, some people would come to me and they, you know, wanted something for like a gender reveal, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. So um, I, I kind of just dabbled in custom clothing in general. Um, and, but I always knew that I was like, I don't want to stick with this. <laughs> or if mm -hmm. I stick with this, it's going to have to be like on my own terms. Um, because a lot of times what ends up happening is like people will come to you for custom clothing and they'll show you a picture of something that's already out there. And it's mm -hmm. like, that takes away what I do, you know, the fun part about what I do for a living, which is actually getting to design. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I was kind of like, I don't really want to do custom or if I do custom, it's going to be on my own terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where you <laughs> and, don't feel like yeah, you're copying somebody else's exactly. design for somebody. It's like, if exactly. you want that dress, go buy that dress. Go buy it. You know, yeah. go buy it. They're like, yeah. well, I want it in a different material. And I'm like, y'all are killing me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's why I really just, I always knew that I didn't want to stick with that. Um, and so I actually had gotten a job in um, a retail, a retail job at the top of 2020 and we all know COVID came and just mm -hmm. shut everything mm -hmm. down. So I was laid off from that job and um, it just gave me a moment to really figure out, you know, do you want to do this full time? Do you want to, you know, do it part time? Like what, what do you really want to do? And um, so in 2020, I relaunched with 3125 The Label and um, it just gave me an opportunity to really get to learn more about the business side of things because 
in school, we didn't really learn a lot about, you know, the entrepreneur side. It was more so like, this is what the industry expects of you if you were to go, you know, work for another company. Yeah. Right. It, It was not really a lot of like, this is how you run a business. And so it's definitely like the past six, seven months has given me the opportunity to, you know, just learn more about the business side of things. And now I've kind of found my sweet spot of, you know, what I feel comfortable doing, um, how I want my business to be run. And so in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be moving into that phase of my business. Um, and hopefully I'm praying everything <laughs> goes well with mm-hmm. it, but, um, but yeah, so that's how I ended up, um, here with 3125, the label. So nice. So what is the, I was reading a little bit about it, but can you share more about the, what the name 3125 means Mm -hmm. in your brand? Yeah. So it's based off of the scripture, Proverbs 3125. She is clothed in strength and dignity and laughs without fear of the future. And I've just always been drawn to women in general. I was always the stylish kid like (laughs) all the all the adults were always just like Rhea you're gonna be a model someday or you know like they Mm -hmm, just knew mm -hmm. like I was just gonna be something in the creative industry the creative field because that was just my personality and um so my brand is really just about empowering women like even if it's not through clothing like I want them to come to my page and feel inspired I want them to you know leave taking away something And so it's great that I get to do it through clothes. I feel like that's the best sort of armor that you can wear is expressing Mm -hmm. yourself through your personal style. Um, But yeah, that's really what my brand is about. Um, It was a dream that was given to me back whenever I first launched in 2017. And God told me then, like, this isn't going to be about you. And I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) even though I'm in front of the camera all the time, I'm like the the second that I can like get someone to wear my clothes, I'm like giving up the whole model thing because I just hate like having to look at myself on my page all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is definitely just, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than, you know, what I can offer these women. Like, I just want to make sure, like I said, that they leave knowing that they have like a unique purpose in this world. And that's what my brand is truly all about. Awesome. I love that. Um, so what are some of the ways that you like incorporate that mission into kind of like the day-to-day business that you're running? Yeah. So, um, one thing that I give to my customers whenever they shop with me, um, I have a card that I send and it says you are more than what you wear. And Mm -hmm. I want that message to stick with them. Like, yes, I know this is a clothing brand and I'm glad that you love my clothes, but just remember that you're more than this. You, you have something to offer this world that goes beyond, you know, your outer garment. Um, And just little messages that I'll leave throughout my page. Um, It gets hard. Instagram gets hard sometimes. I try, (laughs) I try to stay. I I feel like I'm just trial and error. Yeah. I try to stay committed to it. They're like, you need to pop out three, three pieces of content a day. And I'm like, I barely have enough energy for one, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know (laughs) I try to make sure that I'm engaging, you know, people as much as I can, whether that be, you know, my direct messages or in the comments. Um, Yeah. And I mean, I've had so many opportunities just to talk to people like, you know, with this, with your podcast, so many people have, you know, asked me to come and share um, my brand with them as well. And that's another opportunity for me to just um, share the message behind my brand. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely been some doors opened and I'm excited for what the future holds. I know that if I stay committed to it, like the options are endless. So just keeping that in my brain every time I feel discouraged, (laughs) feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah, I know. And that's like a constant challenge. Um, So I want to back up a little bit. And you like mentioned how the last like seven months or so, like since you kind of rebranded and then, Mm -hmm. you know, 2020 being what it was, that it really helped you figure out how you wanted to run your business, the business side of fashion and like finding I think you mentioned like finding your sweet spot Mm -hmm. in how you want to do business. Did that like kind of 
come along naturally, like as time went by, or were there things that you did to like really reflect and focus on like, what do I want to do? And then, yeah, kind of what was that journey like figuring out this is the sweet spot of how I want to run my business? Because I think that's something that um, a lot of designers you know, have challenges with, especially as like a, you know, one person company where you don't have a team to like bounce ideas off of. It's like, you're the one who's like coming up with the vision and executing the vision. So that can be like very overwhelming. So I'm curious if you have tips or things you've learned on that. Yeah, for sure. Well, when I first started, I just kind of researched out some brands that were doing what I wanted to do. And, you know, I just kind of watched Mm -hmm. to see how were they, you know, making this work as one person, um, you know, being the social media manager, being the designer and the seamstress and the, mm-hmm. the mailman sometimes, how are they <laughs> making this work? And so um, I kind of, it was trial and error, you know, I tried doing things um, by sizes and the problem that I was facing with that was that it's based off of my measurements and I'm five foot two, like pretty petite frame. Not -hmm. everybody's like that. Uh, But I always gave a custom option. So they could, they could do a virtual um, measurement session with me where I would walk them through what measurements I needed and I would make their garment from that. A lot of people tended to lean towards that option. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so the other side of that was like, now, now I can be more creative with my designs because at first I was having to simplify a lot of what I was doing to make sure that I was keeping up with orders and keeping up with like time management, basically. Mm-hmm. So now I'm pretty much merging those two things together. Like I can be more creative with my designs and I'll just allow people to do custom orders. That way I'm not having to worry about making patterns for a small, a medium, a large, extra large, people can just, you know, go through that session with me of um, me walking through their um, measurements, which is also very educational. I was very surprised to find out how many people did not even own a measuring tape. (laughs) I I know. Ladies, ladies, you need a measuring tape. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, even that part of my job is, is, you know, educational. I'm getting to show them how to take their proper measurements, not just for when they shop with me, but, you know, when they shop anywhere, that's important to know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've meshed those two things together and, really having a support system where I can bounce my ideas off of my mom. She's an entrepreneur. She's been a chef my entire life and she's also been an educator. So she, she understands this world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so I bounce ideas off of her all the time. My dad, he has two degrees in business as well. So I'm, you know, coming to him and like tapping on his shoulder. Um, My aunt, how I got into fashion design. I'm, I'm consulting with her about, you know, labor and, you know, how to go about pricing my garments the right way. So it's, I mean, it's really just a combination of trial and error and then having an amazing support system that I know at any point in time, I can talk to them and ask them, you know, about different things pertaining to the business and they'll give me some sound advice. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's really, <laughs> that's really what it's been like. I was able to reflect at the top of the year, just thinking about, you know, what went right, what went wrong, where I could improve um, this year. And so now I'm working into executing that uh, to the best of my ability, being that I, I am one person, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So as part of the, you, you mentioned that like when you started out, you had a different brand name was Mm -hmm. that rebrand kind of like as you were shifting kind of how you ran the business then you rebranded because of that it was more so I wanted to give it a more modern feel I felt like the dignified women's apparel was I was drawing in a lot of people who were like 60 and up (laughs) (laughs) so so I was like okay I need to I need to modernize it a little bit more I need to make it more geared to you know who I want my target customer to be um and so that was a part of the the rebrand just kind of I mean it was still based in the same scripture um Mm -hmm. Proverbs 31 25 
um, but I just wanted it to be more modern so that it could attract the customers that I ultimately saw myself working with. So that was, that was really the main reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very like astute to like notice that the name of your brand or like yeah. the feel of the, you know, like the visual branding maybe yeah. like was attracting a different customer than what you wanted. So yeah, that's, that's really cool that you were like able to notice that and pinpoint mm-hmm. like, okay, if I change this, like this would maybe attract more of the customer that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. So um, we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, what it's like being a one woman business, but mm-hmm. um, what are some of the like challenges that you found that come with that? And then maybe some of the advantages, like reasons why you, you like doing that? Yeah, I mean, definitely just like the day to day organizational <laughs> side of things is a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, social media. um, you know, I'm even trying to figure out how I can hire on someone to manage that because it takes away a lot of time for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Like I've been on and off social media for the past like two weeks and I've been having to like delete Instagram, reinstall it when I want to post and delete. And I'm like, okay, this is becoming too much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's one side of thing. uh, The just like the day-to-day tasks of just, okay, today I'm going to sit down and do patterns. Today I'm going to sit down and sew. Today I'm going to make sure that all my orders get shipped out. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of block the tasks. Right. Right. But I mean, in hindsight, it's helped me to realize what all it takes to go into the business. Mm -hmm. So whenever I am ready to bring on a team of people, I already know you know, what it requires and structure of how things should go and so on and so forth. So I think that would be a positive. Um, It's just knowing what to expect whenever I do bring on someone, like making sure that they have everything in order because, you know, people can talk a good game, but I'm like, I need to see it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And I mean, just learning, like I said, just learning what it takes Um, you know, eventually I do want to have my clothes, clothes manufactured. So making sure that I'm aware of, um, you know, the requirements and the different things that I need to have in order to bring to a manufacturer to have things produced, Mm -hmm. um, is something that I've been conscious of as well. Um, and yeah, right now I get to be like the creative person too. You know, I don't have to answer to anybody about my ideas. (laughs) And, you know, if something doesn't work, I can scrap it and move on. Nobody has to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that part is that part's cool as well. So but it's a cool, it's a cool thing for now, but I can already tell I'm like, okay, <laughs> I need to start looking at bringing on at least one person mm-hmm. to help me out with the task. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get that. I'm like in a similar spot where I'm like, do I want like, at what point do you hire someone to right. help you? Yeah, because right. I'm also one person um, company. So oh yeah, I'm I'm doing patterns. I'm shipping stuff. I'm you yeah. know, like today I was like specking garments, doing patterns, right. uh, samples, print some ship labels. Now I'm talking yeah. to you, you know. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of different things. Um, yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the creative side of the business. We've been talking a lot about like the business business stuff, which right. is awesome. But then there's the creative part that everyone loves. So where do you get your inspiration for the look of your brand and like your designs? Yeah. Um, so recently I've been very inspired by nature, which is so funny because I at first was very much so like solid colors, fabric manipulation. Like that was my whole thing. And um, I don't, it was just, recently just going through some things in life um sort of caused me to like become more grounded (laughs) and um the way that I've been doing that is like just spending time outdoors and with nature so this collection that I'm that I've been putting items out for lately um has been definitely inspired by natures and flowers and um provision and, um, but it, I mean, it really just depends. Like I may see something and I'm like, Ooh, 
I like that. And I take that and just kind of run with it and develop it from there. Um, a lot of what I've been doing lately has been going back to the basics of things. Um, so things that I learned in college, I've been kind of referencing, um, especially when it comes to like building a collection. Mm -hmm. uh, like, what, like what sorts of things when you say back to the basics in terms of more basic design or just the roots of the process? Right. The roots of the process. Yeah. Like okay. when, when I was in college and we did our um, collection for our, you know, senior portfolio, mm -hmm. I think we had to sketch out like 50 designs and we only showed seven and I was like this is overkill <laughs> and now I'm like okay I understand why they made us like sketch out so many ideas because it really does give you an opportunity to like look and see and be like okay let me edit let me tweet you know mm -hmm. and so that's, the, the strongest ones right so that's kind of where I've been in the process um also going back to like pattern making and really making sure I'm, you know, being a stickler on top of things like that and fit. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I've, I've been, a, I've been going back to like the roots of the basic processes that I was learning in college. And it's definitely helped me to get past sort of like this idea that there has like, I can, I can make one design and it not be correct. And that's okay. Like I was so hard on myself in terms of like, I would have this vision in my head and, you know, I would do the patterns for it and it wouldn't come out right. And I would just get so frustrated with myself. And I'm like, why is it not working? You know, and I would just give up on it completely instead of going back to it and being like, okay, let's see what we can tweak. You know, this is a good start. How can we develop it a little bit more? And mm -hmm. so that's been something that I've um, been working on with my creative process is not feeling like it has to be correct the first time around like it's okay that it's not absolutely perfect like these designers out here are not making one garment and it's coming out perfect the first time so don't mm -hmm. feel that you have to be that same way yeah yeah so, it's like you only see the you know the finished stuff the that finished comes out one. but like yeah there's probably, like you said, 50 designs that never make it to exactly. production. And, you know, of the ones that do, there's, you know, multiple fit samples and right. colorway samples and little, you know, swatches of different the yeah. prints that they're going to use. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's not just a sketch something and then voila, finished product. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that was really hard for me last year. I really hit like just a breaking point of like feeling like, oh my gosh, you're not even, you know, you're not even living up to your potential. Like, why can't you? Like, I was just being so hard on myself. And I was like, you know what? Give yourself some grace. Like you're one person figuring this out, you know? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. It's okay, chill out, sis, chill out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, especially like when you're isolated, like we were oh. like all last year and, you know, you're one person company, you don't have coworkers around you. It sounds like you do have a great support system though, which is yeah. awesome. But um, yeah, it's like, it's hard to, you know, because there's like nothing to compare of like, how am I doing? Am I doing good? Right. Like, you know, I could always do better. And then, yeah, yeah. kind of, yeah, to compare, comparing to yourself or like what you want to be. And it's hard to like get out of your own head sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so what were some of the things that you did to kind of get out of your own head and say like, no, this is good enough. I'm one person. I'm allowed to make mistakes. And you know, I'm sure you learned from those too. So it wasn't like yeah. a total like waste of time either. So, right. I like, to be honest, I hit rock bottom, like November to probably the beginning of January. I mm. did not even go to my studio. <laughs> I would probably go there like, you know, once a week just to make sure that things were like still in place. <laughs> but I had to take a mental break. I was like checked out for my fall collection. I had done I think like five different designs and I think I probably sewed like anywhere between 30 to 30 to 50 pieces by myself and wow. so yeah so I was like tapped out mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like I have nothing left to give to anybody 
And I really just had to take a moment and just really re-examine things, think about, you know, the general direction that I wanted to go in with my brand. And now for my spring summer collection, I've been very slow to um, release items. I've been making sure that, you know, the pattern making process that I've been going through, everything has been coming out, you know, the way that I want. And if it doesn't, I start over. And I mean, it's really just about giving myself some room for grace. Like that's really mm -hmm. just been my, my whole thing this season has just been like, give yourself some grace. It's okay that it doesn't come out right the first time. And I don't know, there's been like a positive shift in social media as well. I don't know if it's just the people that I'm following, but mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like a lot of people have been sharing their stories about like, hey, y'all might see the success story now, but let me tell you where I was three, four years ago. Like this is mm -hmm. my third business that I've tried. Don't think that this just happened overnight. And I'm like, you know what? That's, that's some good advice. Like, it's okay that it doesn't happen right the first time. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish things would just take off. But I'm like, if things took off tomorrow, would I really be prepared for it? You know, so it's one of those things. I've had the same thought where it's yeah. like, would, would that really be a good thing? Like, exactly. would that help me like meet my like goals for my lifestyle and for my exactly. business like it could be it would be cool to like brag about or something right but like would it be sustainable even exactly yeah and I mean I'm just taking time to enjoy the process like I said before like there are things that I'm learning that I know eventually will carry me into you know when it is time for me to be a boss to other people mm -hmm. and so I'm taking time to enjoy that part of the process as well. I mean, it's just so many things that just keep me like grounded and going back to like, it's okay that things are not working out the first time. Like, cause I'm just a perfectionist by nature. So I, I am too. So I totally get it. Yeah, I'm like, it's okay. Just breathe, just breathe. I've been getting into fitness a lot. So that's been helping me <laughs> just clear nice. my mind, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just finding like positive outlets as well. Like in taking up some hobbies I've been gardening lately which has been kind of fun and just like enjoying things that don't require me to like show up any other way but myself has also helped me mm -hmm. um, to stay grounded as well so yeah that's so true and I think one thing I'm assuming and tell me if I'm wrong that like since you've been designing since you were like younger that that was kind of like a hobby for you that now became your your yeah. day job and yeah. so I think you know one thing that not very many people talk about or realize especially like for those people that have a day job that's not the same as their hobby mm. is that it changes things like yeah. you know sometimes it is like for me like I've been sewing for you know 20 years right. um but and it was a hobby but now you know it's related to and part of my day job and so mm -hmm. it's like sometimes I feel like sewing is a hobby but sometimes that just feels like work and I, you know after right. I'm if I've made samples during you know during the day I don't want to spend my evening sewing exactly. something <laughs> even for me so yeah I think that's really smart to find new hobbies mm -hmm. that can give you a break from it, it just you like when you mix your hobby and your work there's just yeah. a different dynamic than I think people who, who don't do that realize. Yeah. And I mean, like, even because I'm a creative person. So I was dabbling in all sorts of things. Like I danced, I did photography, I played mm -hmm. in the band, you know, and so like, even some of those hobbies turned into like side hustles, like, mm -hmm. oh, you, you, you take photos? Do you mind doing a photo shoot? And it's like, <laughs> I really don't want to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's okay for it to just be fun. Just be a hobby. It doesn't yeah. have to make money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, even photography for a while, I like stepped away from it. I was like, I don't want to even do this. But the other day I found um, a film camera that was gifted to me when I was in high school that I never even touched. And I was like, you know what? It might be fun to like get back into taking pictures. So like, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> gonna go see if I can find some film so I can take some pictures on film so 
yeah, finding hobbies that, you know, don't require you to work and you can just have fun and enjoy it. It's definitely great for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what does, when you are working, what does kind of like a typical day look for, look like for you? I'm sure like you're doing lots of things, wearing different hats, but what is your day like typically? (laughs) Um, So I recently started a new routine uh, where I've been working out in the morning time. So my day starts around like 4.30. (laughs) Oh, wow. You are a (laughs) go-getter. I get up and I go work out. Um, and then I try to, you know, make sure that I do my devotional and, um, that I get ready in air quotes, (laughs) (laughs) I get ready for work. Um, I go to my studio and it just depends on what I have, um, for that day. Like, um, I'm about to start sewing skirts that were taken for pre-orders. My fabric just got here for that. So um, Monday I'll be cutting orders for that. And then I try to do it in bulk. Mm -hmm. So like, um, let's say I have three skirts to sew. I'll try to cut all those skirts out in one day. And then the next day I'll, you know, sew a portion of the skirt, um, for all three. And then the next day I'll come in and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do the hems of the skirts today. Um, because before I was doing everything, one at a time. So I was coming in and I was just sewing one garment every day and I was getting so tired. I was like, it's the same day all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I do everything in bulk. So that way, you know, when I come in, it's something new. I'm not feeling like I'm just living the same day over again. Um, so that was one of the things that I learned in my process and how I like doing things as well. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Cause I think yeah. <laughs> oftentimes like everyone's like, Oh, batch it because it's faster or more efficient that way. Yeah. You, you know, you can sit at the same machine and do like the same thing 10 right. times or whatever, um, in a row. But yeah, that's a great point of that also gives you the opportunity to like make each day slightly different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was like killing me. I was like, okay, I did this yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's typically how I do things. And then, um, I'm like, if I have a break, I'll, um, I try to like have like a Monday where I'm making sure that I'm doing things for like social media, you know, getting my captions and content together and, um, designing, you know, do things. If I have some designs floating around, I'll sketch those out and put those to the side, um, and then just going through and looking through business things have been, has been the new sort of thing that I've been doing is making sure that, you know, all my receipts are together and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So that's, tax that's time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like what my Mondays have been like. And then the rest of the week is like sewing, shipping, all that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like you have a really strong routine for your day. Start off on the right foot and then... Right. <laughs> go into the business and be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm going like, to get through my stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh man. I have to have like alarm set. Like, okay, from this time to this time, you can take a little break. Okay. <laughs> lunch. Okay. Go back to work. <laughs> so, so you're like as well. totally a scheduler then like everything's on the calendar. Uh, no, not quite. Which is why I have to have alarms to make sure that uh-huh. I'm staying on task. Cause otherwise it'll be complete chaos. It'll be like, okay, what are we doing today? So yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes I stick to the schedule and other days it's like, okay, you just had a free day. Like, (laughs) but did did the work get done? Yes. Okay. Then you can go home. (laughs) Nice. So a mix of structured and I mean, I guess that that's the advantage of being your own boss is like you create the structure, but you can also break it when you want to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So I wanted to ask you about a few of the um, things that I've seen you post on social media. So you did a, like a she is campaign uh, a while back. Um, Can you share a little bit more about like that and where did that start from and how did that go? Yeah. So um, when I relaunched in June, 2020, um, the she is hashtag was um, a part of my sort of like re- branding campaign. 
Um, and I just gave women the opportunity to fill in the blank. So it's hashtag she is, and then there's a blank for women to fill in like a positive attribute about themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just important because so many times we're like quick to call out like the negatives about ourselves. Like I was just having a conversation with a friend um, today and she was talking about like, she had gained some, some weight between COVID and now. And we were like, mm-hmm. girl, like it was COVID. We all gained a little weight. Like it's okay. Yeah. We but survived. It's, That's the important right. thing. We yeah. survived. Like I'm still stress eating. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, but it's just one of those things where we're so quick to like look at ourselves and like, point out the negatives and so that moment I was like say something positive about yourself give me give me one positive attribute about yourself and so many women just like chimed in and posted to their story they were tagging their friends and yeah I saw that yeah it was awesome I didn't really think it was going to turn out that way but I was like great like this is awesome and to me like that just made my heart happy that I could um, encourage other women to just like look at themselves and be like, you know what, you are fierce, you are courageous, you are worthy. And so um, I ended up putting it on a crew neck and um, had so many people purchase a crew neck, especially um, during the winter time when it was cold. And um, mm-hmm. so a lot of people responded well to that. I had three crew necks. Uh, she is worthy. She is fierce. And she is, it's leaving my mind right now, but it was three, three attributes that they could choose from and, um, capable. She is capable. And, um, so recently during, um, women's history month, I asked my community of women, you know, tell me why you chose this attribute. Give me, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple of sentences about what that word means for you. And a few of them responded. And so I was able to, you know, share them with my community and, you know, show them that like, these are the women in our community who, you know, they might not be on the front page of the news, but they are making history in their own sort of way. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's the She Is campaign. And um, it's going to stick around for as long as 3125 (laughs) label is around. And uh, yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, it sounds like it was really powerful and like resonated with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It did. It did. It made my heart really, really happy. Nice. So what, like you mentioned kind of your community, like was that um, like people you knew, people on social media and like, how did you create that community? Yeah, I mean, of course, when I first started, um, a lot of people were people that I knew, but Um, as I've just stayed committed to this, I've been, you know, being able to meet a lot of new women, a lot of people that I've, you know, I don't know. So Mm -hmm. it's a combination of, um, people that I've known, people that I haven't spoken to in years that bought something. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, word of mouth has helped a lot. Um, especially like, you know, in the age of Instagram where you can share posts and, Mm-hmm. their followers see what what they're talking about and so that's how it's kind of grown more recently has been you know people seeing like oh she she's wearing something by especially where I'm from I'm from a very small um city I wouldn't say it's a town it's it's technically a city but it's small and mm-hmm. I've lived here my whole life so you know everybody knows everyone but mm-hmm. um like even seeing how many people that I didn't know from the hometown who have been following me and they're like, Oh, this is a designer from our hometown. Like she's doing Mm -hmm. something positive (laughs) in the community. Like let's go and support her. Um, so that was another way that I was able to share the message of, you know, she is in 3125 the label. So that's, that's really cool to have. Um, I'm from St. Louis and I feel like St. Louis, although it's like a bigger, you know, it's not a small city, um, it's not massive or anything, but it's very like people from St. Louis love St. Louis things. Yeah. It's like (laughs) very supportive of like all the small businesses that are here. So that's really cool that like your, your town is the same way. Yeah. For sure. So another thing that I um, saw you post on your stories, which was really fun to like follow along is I, and I, I'm kind of more of a lurker on social yeah. media, unfortunately, just because okay. like, 
again, time is limited. So it's like, I read the stuff, but I'm not very good about like necessarily commenting, but, um, is you did like a meet the maker, um, like Mm -hmm. series of your stories that were so fun. Um, can you talk a little bit more about like that? And then one thing I saw that you had, um, talked about was that, um, some of your priorities have like shifted over, over the past year. I know I've talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about that, but can you talk more about that whole, um, series and your stories and like why you did that? And then maybe some of the priorities that you're, um, that you have kind of going forward for this year. Yeah. So, um, I actually had some downtime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my mom was having a procedure done. And so I was taking care of her for the day and, um, I was like, oh, this will be something fun to like, keep me occupied, you know, while I'm waiting. Mm -hmm. So, um, I decided to, I found it on Pinterest actually. And every day for, um, the month of March, like it was almost like you could do it on your story or you could use it for your feed. Like it was almost like a content calendar sort of thing, but I was like, I'll just use it on my story. (laughs) And so, um, I asked my followers just to, you know, give me a random number. And then I had to do what the, the number, um, correlated to on the the little graphic that I had. And so, um, it was really fun just to be able to like, answer some of the questions that were on there and getting to just connect with my followers a little bit more. And um, I always try to give them like an incentive for, you know, participating. And so I gave them like a coupon code whenever for whenever they want to shop with me. Um, Yes, I always try to, you know, do something nice, like, thank you so much for participating. (laughs) And so, um, but yeah, one of the questions that um, was asked about priorities, I can't remember what the exact one was, but um, basically, it came from, like I said, me just being able to sit down and figuring out, you know, what went wrong, what went right, where can I improve, and just me personally, you know, I think everything that I put out, I, ch- I at least try to make sure that it's quality, you know, like, <laughs> I know that I don't always get it right. But, you know, I try my hardest to make sure that it's, it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so one thing I definitely wanted to focus on, which is why I went back to the basics, um, was fit. And it was because like so many times I was like rushing through things and like, yes, it fit, but like there were technically some issues, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I wanted to really make sure that like I was getting on top of that, um, that I was making sure that I was really like connecting with my community more, even though I feel like I do a pretty good job now, but really just making sure that like I'm checking in with people um, when they order from me and making sure that they were satisfied with their orders and um, just little things to make sure that I am on the right track. Cause I feel like so many times, um, as creatives, we're scared to ask people, you know, like, how was it, you know, do you have any feedback for me? Because we don't want to know like the bad things because mm-hmm. we can kind of take them personally. And so, um, so that's another thing that I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing is like making sure that I'm allowing myself to have like constructive criticism um and making sure that I understand that it's not a personal attack against me Mm -hmm. but it's only to make me better not only as a person but as a business owner and as a designer and so um you need someone to like uh like the note that you send your customers of like you are more than what you wear like yeah somebody needs to tell you like you are more (laughs) than your work yes Um, yes I literally have to tell myself like it's okay to accept a little bit of criticism like as long as it's constructive now if you're just being mean to be mean then Mm -hmm. I don't want it but Mm -hmm. um because I had to deal with so much of that with my my mom's restaurant like I was the social media manager for that and so like Mm. it on the internet man (laughs) oh my gosh and like restaurant like service industry is completely different I'm like it's one thing it's like it was a fit issue, but people with their own personal tastes, it's like, okay, just go cook for yourself. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I just, I'm learning how to not take everything so personally and just taking it as like, okay, this is a lesson to learn from. And it's all about how you respond 
to it that builds your character. It shows that you actually are caring about, you know, your growth and your progress as um, a person or as a business owner. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's one of my main priorities is like just not taking things so personally <laughs> these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's super smart. And I'm sure like, as you grow your business will, will really help you to be able to take the feedback and grow from it and not just get down on yourself about Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Awesome. So what is something that you are most proud of in your business journey so far? Oh, just the fact that I'm still doing it. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> the fact that and I you launched not... in the middle of a pandemic too. Right, so. exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, like the fact that I didn't get discouraged, you know, when there were low sale days, and I was like, you know, I could have just took that and been like, okay, I'm gonna just go find a job. You know, somebody mm-hmm. will hire me. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that you know, I've just I've stuck with it. I've been able to sew more garments than I ever thought I could physically sew and (laughs) um, that the business is still growing. I'm getting new customers every time, you know, there's a new product out and um, yeah, just, just sticking with it because I, I, for a minute was like, I'm done here. I have nothing left to give (laughs) Mm -hmm. and people would come that I hadn't even spoken to and they'd you know, just share something positive with me. And I'd be like, okay, God, I hear you. Like, I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And congratulations. Cause that is still sticking with it is, is definitely something to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So I have one more question that I ask everyone at the end of the interview, which is if you could communicate one value to the world through your clothes, what would it be? Mm. Just learning how to, and this is something that I'm learning with my own personal style too, is just being able to fully stand in your power and your uniqueness as a person, because Mm -hmm. I may style something up one way and somebody else may style it up a completely different way. And neither one of those ways are wrong. So just making sure that you're just living fully confidently and like in your unique purpose that you have in this world. And if your clothes and how your style is how you choose to express that, then power to you. But just, yeah, just make sure that you are standing firm in your truth and um, that you're impacting the community around you in a positive light. So Awesome. So cool. Um, This has been such a great conversation. I've really enjoyed hearing about your whole business journey and getting (laughs) to know you a little more. Um, Where can people find more about 3125 The Label online? Yeah, um, we're on Instagram at 3125 The Label. And then if you want to shop, it's www.3125thelabel.com. I will include all that in the show notes. Um, Thanks so much for joining me today, Bria. Of course. Thank you so much for allowing me to come and chat with you. (laughs) Of course. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Haynes, and I hope you join me again for the next episode of How Fitting.